This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. work with the moon as well as energy healing workshops are integral parts of goddess and the moon's mission to restore soul connection to as many people as possible janae guides beautiful souls like you to feel better to uncover their greatness to establish new solid boundaries and to discover your core purpose valeria interviews janae bell a moon guide by nature janae loves to work with the moon practice yoga and meditate As a yoga and meditation instructor with 200 hours of training at the Mai Vinyasa Practice Institute, she uses the moon as a tool to achieve her goals and align with her highest self. Through this, she created Goddess and the Moon, a moon circle project where she gathers with others in a circle to open their hearts to one another, share, explore, and heal through the magic of lunar rituals. She strives to help others find their inner magic through every circle she holds. Meet Janae at goddess-andthemoon.com. Here's the interview with Janae Bell. In your own words, who is Janae Bell? Mm, I love that. I would say Janae Bell is soft and nurturing, Um, I am such a cancer to the T. I am a cancer sun, Scorpio moon and Capricorn rising. And I really embody the cancer in me. I feel like I was put on this earth to help people feel, to create sacred spaces. Um, and really the Capricorn in me works hard and I'm very ambitious and I always honor myself and know that, Through all the trials and tribulations that I've had in my life, I still hold myself up to a really, really high degree of what I want to accomplish in this world. And then with my Scorpio moon, my emotions are super intense. And that's why I think a lot of my work revolves around the moon is because of the intensity of the gift of emotion that I have. So I would just say Janae Bell is fully embodied and a goddess and really learning to step into her womanhood, into her spirituality, and into all that she is to accomplish in this lifetime. Wow. That sounds wonderful and inspiring <laughs> and empowering and all Thank of that. <laughs> wow. It um, took me a long time to say that about myself. So yes. I feel proud being able to say that. Yes, I love, absolutely love this <laughs> confidence. That's To me, it's a spiritual confidence. It's not just mm-hmm. confidence coming from the the human body mind, right. but it's, it's something beyond that that can be yeah. felt. So how did you uncover these truths about yourself, Janae? Yeah, it took a lot of work. Hmm. Um, honestly, I, I will be very honest. I 
uncovered spirituality and the truth about myself through psychedelic therapy. And um, it was when I turned 26 that I tried mushrooms for the first time and my entire world was flipped upside down in a good way. And I was revealed everything that I needed to know and do to embody the highest version of myself. And so that involved breaking a lot of generational traumas and patterns in my life. And it involved getting really, really deep into my family history and my ancestral history and a lot of pain. And through that, and which is still working on, but through it, that's how I kind of came into this soul being that I am. Wow. Um, what is not to love about that, being genuine <laughs> and coming from a place of truth? I always follow that as a principle, a guiding mm -hmm. principle. And you made me think about, I have been through two. I did psychedelics before. It was involuntary. I was in, a, in this meditation center in France, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. gave me a piece of cake that had some of the, I think, mushrooms in there oh, or something. Wow. But I was not really aware of it. So oh my goodness. there was an inter very interesting experience. Mm -hmm. Yes, because I could see a lot of the um, the hidden truth. It's not just the good, right? It's also the things that we try to run from and escape. Exactly. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. And then hearing you, I think about my husband. He came to mind. Uh, he uh, mm -hmm. imaged, his, I visualized him doing mm -hmm. that. So my question is, if you don't mind, is psychedelics for everyone? It's mm. a really good question. I honestly to the bottom of my heart think it is. I think if we can get our ego out of the way, I think this gift that the earth and the universe and God gave us to be so natural and healing is absolutely for everybody. Um, I, I think it definitely depends on, you know, your past history and obviously most importantly, the environment that you're in. But I think if you are safe, And if you go into it with an intention of healing, it's going to really open the veil up and shed so much light that maybe you've never had answers on. Yeah, that's a, a very insightful answer. So mm -hmm. intention is very important. Yes, 100%. Right. I've had a lot of people that said, oh, I tried it once and it wasn't for me or right. I'm never doing that again. And, you know, I asked them, oh, what are they doing? And they're like, at a party or, right. you know, drinking. And yeah. that's not the way you're going to get healing. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's good to know yeah. for those listening. So right. you are Atlanta Moon mm -hmm. Circle Yoga Meditation Teacher, mm -hmm. the founder of Godness and the Moon. Oh, that took me a little bit time that's to okay. pronounce. That's interesting, isn't it? It seems to me, if I'm not overanalyzing, about the idea of God being a man. And then <laughs> something in me almost stopped and said, wait a minute, of course I don't have those belief systems. And I tried to avoid even. It seems like there was a hesitation there about pronouncing the word goddess. But there is something about the idea, the concept of God being a male, the, a male figure or the image of, of a man. Talk to me about what, where, and who is God to you? And How do you kind of make that transition, per se, from God to goddess? Mm, I love that question. It's beautiful. I would say God to me is everything. God is the universe. God is the earth, the stars, the moon, 
the planets, people, me and you. Um, God is the higher power that created my soul and that protects me and keeps me safe. Um, but um, the majority of God is in me and that's how I see God. So I think when I kind of integrate God and goddess, I more so integrate it as God is the sun and goddess is the moon. Um, the, the sun being a very male masculine energy and the moon being very feminine and fluid. So I think since we're everything and we're made up of both masculine and feminine, that's why I love the word goddess because I think it includes both. And that's how I see the goddess in myself and the God all around me, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. It does very much does. And we have both, right? As um, mm -hmm. we all have the female in the male, it's called the sacred feminine and masculine. Do you feel that, we have lost touch with that gentle, kind, loving side of ourselves. Yeah, I unfortunately do. Um, I think a lot of it stems from childhood, of course. And I think it stems from a lot of programming and conditioning that, you know, our parents were taught, that we were taught, and that it's very hard to break. So... Yeah, I think it's really, it takes a lot to break those patterns. And I think no matter what you identify as, yes, I do think we have lost touch with that. And it doesn't matter if you are, you know, a female or a male or non-binary. I do think a lot of society puts so much pressure on how we should live our lives and who we should be and the things that we should accomplish by a certain age. And I think that a lot of it, when we, at to our core though, I think every single one of us in this world has what it takes to break that pattern. I think it just takes a lot of healing. And I think that's also the part of life. And that's why we came here on this earth almost as like a school to learn how to integrate soul beings into a human physical existence. So I think it does come with struggle and I think it does come with losing touch of yourself. And I think that's the journey of life is to find yourself back again, no matter how long it takes. A question that I have asked before to some of my guests is, what are the signs that we are ready to heal, ready to go on this journey of uncovering who we mm -hmm. are? I love that. I think, well, for me, the signs that I had was a lot of curiosity, like just a lot of like patterns in my life where I was doing things over and over again and never getting ahead, never finding peace, never finding confidence, never finding joy. And it got to a point where I was sick of it. And I think that's when like the light turned on and it just was questioning. So I think a lot of it is having that curiosity, questioning why you feel a certain way and then digging deeper into it. So I think very first step is just being curious. And also for me, a lot of it was as much as it does suck in the moment to struggle, it is struggling that teaches you. And I think that's a part of it. I think that's a part of the process. So curiosity, struggling, asking questions, and then getting your thoughts down. Um, journaling really helped me 
find myself, get to know myself. And then a big, big thing was meditating and finding meditation. And I hated it at first. I didn't understand it. You know, like my thoughts are everywhere. And I, it took me a long time to even just feel the ground beneath me. I would close my eyes and then, you know, guided meditation would say, you know, feel the ground beneath you, feel grounded and present. And that took me a while. But with practice, I was able to finally literally envision the earth holding me up as I meditated. So I think over time, meditation literally heals. Yeah. And I think support, um, finding a community that supports you. Yeah. There's a lot of things. <laughs> I would love to hear more about meditation. You teach meditation, right, Janae? Mm -hmm. What is the main goal of meditation when we sit down to meditate? Or do we have to sit down to meditate? You definitely don't have to sit down. I've meditated lots of times standing up. Yeah. Um, I think the main goal of meditation is just finding stillness and real presence and awareness. So I think the part of it when you are meditating and closing your eyes, you're literally quieting the world around you. You're removing any chaos and you're removing anything that you're carrying from your day, anything that's weighing heavy on your shoulders, you're putting it to the side and you're not completely forgetting about it because it's human to let everything bubble up again. That's the emotions and that's why we ebb and flow. So I think when we are meditating, the main goal is to just for a moment be still. So that's the main goal, to be still, in, meaning quieting the, the mind. We have heard that a lot. But what does it mean to quiet the mind? The thoughts are there, right? Mm -hmm. We don't pay attention to them. Is that, that's how I meditate. Mm -hmm. But talk to me, what is your perspective on quieting the mind? I think quieting the mind to me means being able to listen. So I like to meditate outside a lot because of how amazing it is when I am quieting my thoughts everything that I'm carrying from the day, all of my to-do lists, every plans that I have, the emotions that I feel, I'm putting those aside and I'm listening to the wind. I'm listening to the birds. I even hear like bees and their wings flapping. Like oh, it's just wow. literally uh -huh. just slowing down and getting into my body and disassociating myself from my mind and my thoughts, just allowing myself to I like to think of it as my soul coming up and my soul's in control this time rather than my ego and my physical body. That sounds um, very much like um, a very beautiful experience to have, which um, yeah. when you talk about the ego and that contrast, for those who don't know, what is the ego? How do you define what that is? I think the ego is the part of you that wants to protect you. Um, it's the part of you that is mostly fear-based, but it loves you. And it's here to kind of shield you from anything that might get in your way or might be dangerous for you. Like, I think our ego is, you know, our egos know to stop before crossing the street and looking both ways. Um, but our egos also know that when we're meditating, we have laundry to do and we have dishes to wash. So I think ego to me is, yeah, the part of us that wants to protect us, but all, it's not always in the best interest, um, if that makes sense. It's, it's the very physical, dense 
part of our human existence that's separate from our soul, which is our true highest selves. Mm. It that doesn't need protection. It's in love, right? Yeah, you see, that makes a lot of sense to me. A lot, you know, I talk to a lot of people about these topics and I remember uh, hearing from somebody who said, oh, I treat the ego as a baby because mm. it doesn't know. So it was a very gentle way of I like that. Uh, relating to that part of us that is identified mm-hmm. with the body-mind and believes it is the body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that, Janae, that, uh, that way of dancing with it. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a baby. So what would you do to a baby? Would you try to get rid of it just because it's acting up, doesn't know what right. to do, and it's um, making mistakes? Mm-hmm. We would do the opposite, right? If we, if we really um, we were tapping into the, um, especially the moon, uh, the feminine mm-hmm. sides of ourselves, mm-hmm. then we would care for it and we'd nurture it right. and guide it to... Beautifully said. So, and then, but it takes trust, doesn't it? It has been my journey, mm-hmm. uh, trying to do this guide, the ego, to trust pure consciousness is, per se, it's a name only. I follow a lot of the teachings of Vedanta, Advaita Vedanta. It's non-duality. So oh, amazing. I always say pure consciousness, but we can use the word God, uh, source, and so many other uh, words for that. Um, Not nature, though. (laughs) Nature will be outside of that in a way, (laughs) although it's not, it's just a product of pure consciousness. Right. Talk to me about the moon circles. Yeah. Yeah. How do you host them and what to expect when we participate? Yes, I love that. Moon circles are my favorite. So basically... Moon circles, they are such an ancient tradition. They've been around for thousands of years, and it is a way for men, women, and all alike to come together, to rest, to heal, to connect with nature, and to learn the phases and the cycles of the moon and how we can manifest through the moon and use it as a tool for manifestation. The moon is such a powerful, fluid, feminine, receptive energy she controls the tides of our oceans twice a day. She is controls our emotions. She pulls and tugs. And just like the moon has its phases, we also go through phases in life. It's the cycles of nature. Um, and we also have cycles of nature in ourselves. And especially being a woman, I'm so in tune and connected with the moon that even you know my menstrual cycles are tied to every full moon. And it's pretty beautiful and amazing. And it wasn't always this way. So I would say like when you come into alignment and when you come to connection with nature, you will find yourself in tune with the moon. Even if you don't really believe in it, it's there just like astrology, you know? So with moon, yeah, with moon circles, it's, it's a way to connect with one another, but also a way to connect back to yourself. And it's also a way to learn about the phases So when I do my moon circles, we go through every single phase. I talk about the phases. I give information about it. And then we get into meditation and movement. I do like a gentle yoga flow, beginner friendly, just so we can move, get grounded in our bodies. We do some journaling and then we do a ritual activity which is based on what sign the moon is in. So the moon moves through the zodiac wheel every two days. And so every time there's a new moon, it's always in the same sign as the current sun season. And then every time there's a full moon, it's in the opposite sign of the current sun season. And what I think is so interesting is when there is a new moon, 
the moon is right between the earth and the sun. So the sun is illuminating the moon shadow from our perspective. So all we see is darkness. All we see are the stars. And the new moon energy is really about setting intentions and getting clarity on what you want to desire and wish for and manifest this cycle. And I kind of love that because when I am looking up at the sky during a new moon, I'm harnessing my inner child and I'm wishing upon the stars and no dream is too big or too small. And so that's the intention that you set during the new moon, which is going to be the energy that you carry through this 29 and a half day cycle. So when we go into the waxing phase of the moon, so as the moon is orbiting the earth, the sun is starting to shine its light as it's starting to get more full and it takes different shapes as a crescent and then a half moon and then a waxing gibbous where it's quite pretty full, but not quite yet. And during this waxing phase is where you take all of those intentions that you set during the new moon and you put them into action. You work towards your dreams. You show discipline and determination for what you want to come true. And you work really hard at it. And you don't stop. And the full moon is a way to illuminate and to shine light on everything that is working for you and everything that's not working for you. So the full moon is when the earth is right between the moon and the sun. So from our perspective, the sun is fully shining the moon's light. So it looks really big. It's really powerful. It's really yellow. It's really, it's amazing. There's a full moon, depending on your time zone, it's going to be tonight around nine or midnight. So it's, I'm very excited. It's so beautiful. And full moons are a time of celebration and reflecting and releasing. So you're looking back at all of the intentions that you set during the new moon and you're expressing gratitude for everything that you've manifested up until this point. And when you start to work with the moon, you start to realize how easy it is to manifest, how wonderful it is working with nature and the universe and just having faith because you start to literally become a magnet to everything that you want to attract. And then you start to reflect and you start to think of the things that maybe you might need to do better, things that you might need to change. And as you're releasing, you're fully letting everything go. You're setting intentions to release during the full moon. And I love full moon so much. My partner and I have a tradition where every full moon we, we draw or we paint or tomorrow we're going to the mountains to be under the full moon. And, and so it's going to be really beautiful. And then after the full moon is the waning phase. So as the moon is orbiting the earth, it's going back into its shadow. The sun is starting to slowly lose its light and it starts off really big and full the waning gibbous and then it goes into another half moon lit on the opposite side and then it goes into the waning crescent so that little sliver of light and waning phase energy is completely opposite of waxing phase it's really about rest and relaxation and self-care and not putting pressure on yourself to get things done so it's time to take a break and be human for a little bit. And energetically, the universe wants that for you. The universe wants you to slow down so that you can have the momentum to build back up again. As once the waning phase is over, the new moon comes back around and the cycle restarts. So it's a really beautiful practice that you have. Every month you get a new moon and every month you get a full moon. So you're constantly shedding and releasing. You're constantly Mm -hmm. creating and manifesting. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful practice. Right. I have a little more in my room. <laughs> I always, um, nice. it's, 
interesting how, like you said, you said something very interesting. Even if we are not aware of or we don't know or believe in, it's there. Like astrology, mm -hmm. it's not something that we are under the effects of that. Yeah. It's the law of nature, isn't it? The, the law, the powers of nature. Exactly. And what do you do with the most circles? What comes to me is that we are becoming aware of that alignment or become aligned mm -hmm. with the with nature because we are mm -hmm. nature itself. We are not separate yeah. from it. Yeah. Uh, we are being affected anyway. With that in mind, I have to add my personal experience with the moon is that mm. sometimes I have some feelings. They're very tender feelings and you mm -hmm. know, and I feel very sensitive. And then it's almost as if the moon, the energies of the moon, it guides me outside to look at it. And then mm. I go outside and I look at it. It happens once, twice a month. Wow. That's so beautiful. that's what it is, right, Janae? It's just mm -hmm. it's being guided by natural powers, natural Constantly. laws. Yeah, we are all under that uh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Circle, as you call it. Um, right. In cycles. Exactly. Please talk to me about the upcoming classes and services. Mm -hmm. I know the Mama Blessings is one that we mentioned. We talked off record for yeah. a moment. Yes. Um, so upcoming classes, I always host New Moon and Full Moon Circles virtually. So that can be found on my Eventbrite under Goddess in the Moon. Um, but I'm very excited that I am offering new services, private events, mama blessings and bridal blessings and hopefully baby blessings in the future. Um, but yeah, I just did a mama blessing this past weekend and it just reaffirmed and reassured, you know, all that cancer energy in me. I'm just so ready to bring this out to the world. But basically, um, a mama blessing is, is an indigenous tradition called a blessing way. And this is when they would celebrate and dance and honor the mother to be in a very spiritual and beautiful ceremony. So it's, a, it's an alternative baby shower in the Western world. It's where, you know, instead of gifts and monetary value, we honor the mother and we quiet and we slow down and we embrace her as she embarks on a new journey. And as she travels, you know, to the stars to retrieve her child's soul, to bring them home to this physical earth side, we honor that journey and we prepare her for it through blessings, you know, like meditation and painting her belly and giving her a foot massage and making her a flower crown and just making her feel very empowered and giving her the strength to for her to go on as she gives birth. Wow. Yeah, that really, I, as I said uh, before we started this conversation, recording the conversation, I saw an image on your website. It's really mm. beautiful. And every every Thank time you. I see a woman, a pregnant woman, it's just, there's something about the bell even looks like a moon, <laughs> the roundness, yes, right? It's like it does. The feminine. Hmm. It's so beautiful. It's just like a portal, you know, for the beautiful soul of the child to become coming through this soul of the mother to be birthed into this physical world so that they can share a lifetime together as they were souls that were picked for each other in this lifetime. So it's beautiful to honor that. And then the same with the bridal blessings, um, where we honor a union and a commitment to, to a, a deep, deep kind of love, um, and it's, it's beautiful. It's the same 
same situation, you know, flower crowns and talking about fears and releasing fears and making the bride feel super empowered and womanly and feminine and beautiful as she prepares to, you know, cherish this lifetime with her partner. It is the work of healing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's being done. And this is something that, let's say, has an end. How do we start to actually feel when we are we are healed, Janae, from mm. like have we have learned the lessons that we are supposed to learn in this lifetime? Mm. I would love to hear that from you. Yeah, how do we start to feel when we are healed? Yes. I love that. Yeah. I well, I'm still healing, but I, I think I've come so far in my healing journey. So I think when you start to feel when you are healing because I don't think we'll ever be completely healed. That's the whole part of being on this earth is a healing journey. But I think when you are in the process of healing, you start to feel open. You feel, you feel optimistic, you feel positive, you feel joy. And then that is the world that is coming back and is reflecting outwards of what you are feeling is exactly what's going to happen around you. So I think when you are going on a journey of healing, you start to feel protected, you feel safe, and you feel, you know, you're not alone. And honestly, the spiritual journey can be very lonely um, because a lot of people aren't necessarily conscious or spiritually conscious in that way. But when you are healing and in that journey, in that process, you, you know for a fact that you're not alone. And sometimes it really is just going out in nature Sometimes it's staring at the stars. Most of the time it's working with the moon, but really even saying angel numbers, you know, is a sign. Um, but I, I think it's, it's just an inner knowing and it's a feeling that every single one of us has inside, inside of us. So I think just knowing when you are in the process of healing is just to feel. And maybe that's crying. Maybe that's purging. Maybe that's dancing and maybe it's picking up yoga or Pilates or some type of moving meditation where you feel grounded in your body. It's giving nutrients in the food that you eat. So being aware of the food that you're eating, what you're putting in your body, you know, it's, it's really just being in alignment. And that just comes with a feeling that I think you'll just know. We'll definitely know. It has been my case. Mm-hmm. Moving feelings, fearful feelings, mm-hmm. and making them into uh, loving feelings or yeah. grateful feelings. It's easier to shift now. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that before was much harder. But, but my practices are a bit different. It, it comes from the understanding that we are already perfect and complete mm. and whole and fulfilled. Yeah. So there's nothing to be added to that pure consciousness or the soul. You could call mm. the soul. I know that some people use the word soul, some spirit. Do you actually dis- make a distinction between them, the spirit and mm. the soul, Janae? Or? I, I don't. I think it's all everything, you know, just like how I think God, of God, God is, God is me, God is you, God is nature, God is everything. So that's how I feel about the soul as well. Yeah. So is this, it's a reality that's, it fulfills itself. So mm-hmm. once we are in touch with that, in a sense of realizing that, then there's not really much to be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the sense of trying to, to make yourself complete and happy because you're, yeah. that's your essence, that's our essence, that's who we are. We're already right. there. But there's uh, the practice of uh, 
of kind of bringing, as I mentioned before, the ego, the body-mind complex that have been mm-hmm. practicing for so long mm-hmm. uh, under fear, making choices from fear, that that needs to be, that those energies need to be redirected and in, in right. alignment with, with the divine energy. That seems to be the work when I engage in any spiritual practices, but now with the intention to become better, to become mm. whole or, or happier or, or, or more peaceful. But it's um, bringing those qualities to the body-mind because that's Absolutely. those two areas that takes longer per se. It might be, yeah. right? It's a DNA thing too, sales and all that. Yeah, I think it's an integration for sure. And I will say like on my, when I first was in my spiritual journey, I was very much in the like 5D astral projecting, like very psychic, like it was intense. It was a very intense spiritual awakening. And the challenge for me was integrating it into the physical world, into the dense energy of the 3D. It was really hard. And now I've found a perfect balance, you know? So if I'm trying to astral project, you know, during my dreams or lucid dream, I need to spend my day eating really good food, meditating, doing yoga, and really having this earth, this earth way of of being so that in my, in my, so my soul can go on a journey when I go to sleep, if that Mm, makes sense. (laughs) Yes, it does. Very much (laughs) does. I never heard it that way, but that makes so much sense. The way I think about the practices that we engage with, even now, what do you do? It's really like, um, I know it's kind of funny in a way, but it's almost bringing the elephant to the water, to the river to drink Mm -hmm. water. (laughs) But then what do we do? It's training, isn't it? It's training Mm -hmm. because it's heavy and it's not, not always will will answer us the way we want it to answer. That's something that I have found out, especially when uh, I'm 46 now. The menstruation every month, it seems like Mm -hmm. it's coming to an end, but it's becoming a lot more intense. The body, it's Mm -hmm. almost like an earthquake. Uh, Mm -hmm. Everything's shaking. And um, see, but that's being perceived. I'm very aware of it. And I I let it do what it does. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to get in the way of the process surrender. Yes, right. But it's not easy. Even right. the witnessing of that, of course, uh, consciousness is the experience. It's experiencing that, of course. And then mm-hmm. it's, is that something that I have to ask? We're almost at the end, but I have to ask that because yeah. it's been my challenge at the moment. Is mm-hmm. that something that most women experience, Janae, from your perspective? I know you're younger than me, but mm-hmm. um, or have you been in touch with some women who are going through perimenopause or menopause? What does it mean, those change within the realm of nature? Mm. What is it trying to say? Oh, that's a really good question. And yes, I, a lot of women that come to my moon circles are older. And I have a mixture of, of ages. But um, yeah, I, I'm not quite there yet. But I do know that I think, especially when they come in, and, and it's such a sharing, beautiful space that we open up a sacred space to. And I think it's just honoring, you know, the 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 changes in our life and, and getting older and seeing it as a spiritual experience. And with with age comes wisdom. So yeah, I, I think most women do experience it. And I think when you do connect and align with nature, it's it's just a way of 
to protect you and make you feel safe and make you feel optimistic about the journey that you're on. Because from becoming, I, they call it like the crone, you know, it's, it's such a beautiful rite of passage to become older and to experience these changes in your body. So when you align with the changes, you're opening up for anything else to flow to you and come your way. So, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but I, I think, I think it's, it's a beautiful way to embrace what is happening in your body. And it's beautiful to be curious. And so to get the answers or to get the protection that you need, find a ritual around it. That's, that's how I feel I heal from anything or anything that I'm curious about or anything that I want to know. I, I find a ritual so I can connect to the universe. I can connect to God. So he, he, she, it can give me guidance. Right. Yes. Um, what you said about change, right? Learning to embrace change. It's not even learning the way, but it's being aware that life is change. So it will yeah. change. All this will change. So that's exactly. what's happening. And um, I have the ending questions for you, Janae. But before that, would you like to add anything else that you left unsaid for today? Mm. Oh, I, all I can say is I really hope that people find just peace and stillness in the world. And whatever it is, you don't even have to use the moon. But if you do align with the moon, I just know for a fact that you're going to really start to love every part and aspect of your life and the journey that you're on. And I am here as someone to hold you as you rediscover yourself. And so I just hope to build a community and um, I really appreciate you having me on. Mm, yes, yes. Thank you so much for being you. That's what we Thank need to you. see more, <laughs> the yeah. uncovering of our true selves. So my ending question, I'll ask you this one. What is another word for freedom? Mm. Ooh, okay. Let me think. What's another word for freedom? Oh, man. The only word that came up to mind several times is surrender. Um, I think when you fully let go that is freedom, you know, and you're just trusting the, the journey. You're trusting the process. It's surrender, it's faith, it's trust. Um, and I think that's what creates freedom is just not worrying. Mm, wow. That's a powerful answer uh, that mm. resonates true to me. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then the question is, who is surrendering? And that is the part of us that wants to control the experience, right, Janae? Right. You own right. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, my last question is, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Oh, my gosh. That is a beautiful question. One experience is love, unconditional love, and not just with partners, but love through everything. So love with, number one, yourself, love with nature, love with partners that maybe come and go or stay for a lifetime Love with friends, love with family, love with pets, love with animals, love for everything. That's so important. Um, another experience I would say is, hmm, I think, let's see, another experience. That's a deep question. You know what? I would love for people to experience a spirit guide. <laughs> um, I've 
found that I was saved by my spirit guide. Um, and a spirit guide is literally what it sounds like a, a spirit that's been here to guide you on this physical plane through the earth. And it can be anything or anyone. And I think a beautiful way to find your spirit guide is to meditate and just trust that there's something that you're connected to, whatever that is. It can be someone or, you know, anything that's passed on, but it can also be here in this earth. Um, and if you're feeling that way to really open your heart to it, because then it, it takes away the loneliness, um, and it's just a beautiful connection to have between spirit and earth side. And another experience I would say is just harmony and balance and whatever that looks like for you. I mean, for me, it's been a life-saving journey through yoga and meditation, but I think harmony and balance is an experience that I hope everyone has in their life because I think when we do find balance and we do find harmony in the world, everything that we're feeling as a mirror is reflected back to us in this physical form. So we're all mirrors. And if we're all balanced and we all find harmony in ourselves, we're going to literally create this beautiful existence of the world. And, you know, there won't be as much chaos and trauma um, and that's what I hope everyone gets to experience that it can make their lifetimes here on earth really beautiful. And then also mine, just seeing that person happy and enjoy. Thank you so much again, Janae, for your presence, oh, you. your beautiful presence, your beautiful work and everything that you represent. It's very close thank to my heart. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your beautiful wisdom. And before we say goodbye for today, where is the best place to find more information about you and what you do? Yeah, um, the best place I would say is you can follow me on Instagram. It's at goddess underscore and the moon and my website goddess hyphen and the moon.com. Um, if you have Eventbrite, you can type in goddess and the moon and that's where a lot of my virtual classes are posted. And um, yeah, that's uh, those are the main three. Wonderful. Thank you again, and we'll talk Thank soon. Thank you so much. Bye yes, for now. Have a great day. You okay, too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Janae and her work, please visit goddess-andthemoon.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.